Greetings, everyone. I would like to start off by saying thank you for allowing us into your lives every week. Welcome to the Family Healing Breaking Cycles podcast, your one-stop shop to life, love, and family. Every week, we will touch on real-life topics from a family's perspective, of course. I am a family healing motivational coach, a mother of four, two kings and two queens. I'm also a sister mom of two kings and a grandmother of three and an auntie of two as well. As you will see, the more time we spend together, we have a unique family dynamic. The topics that we discuss are things that have made impacts on our family. And as we share our experiences, we hope to help other families break cycles as well. Let's get started. Welcome back, family. I'm Tamika. I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, and I'll let him introduce himself. Welcome back, family. I would be the oldest child, Ronell, but he you sure would. He sure would be that. Family, I would like to start off by giving some contact information. Our Instagram is FHBCP underscore. Our Facebook page is Family Healing Breaking Cycles. And our email is Family Healing Breaking Cycles 78 at yahoo.com. And those are just a few ways that you could contact us if ever that you need us for anything. So today is a special episode, family. Um, this is more of a interview that I'm conducting with my oldest son here because he has had a life shift, a life change. And I thought that it would be relevant to discuss this situation because there are probably a lot of men that are in the same boat that he's in or have are in similar situations and I just thought it would be healthy to have a discussion and maybe to shed some light on some questions that people may have or you know just to help another father to know that he's not alone in his situation men need outlets too and men you know need um familiarity and you know they need to know that they're not alone in certain situations a lot of times men slip through the cracks and we forget that they're human and they you know have you know um depression and anxiety and things like that and we have to do better in life in this world with 
helping men through some of their situations and insecurities because statistically women are the ones that get most of the attention when they come to certain things and that's just it's not my you know it's just as you know it's a statistic it's a fact it's not something that I came up with and it's just the way the world goes around sometimes so we're going to try to cut through a little bit of that monotony a little bit with this with this episode So this episode is titled, Being a Full-Time Father. Now, I have a few questions myself with this situation. Because from his point of view, I would like to get some answers that I needed. Some questions that I need to answer. Okay, so... um. Were you a full-time father before this sudden change in your life? I guess it it depends on what the your definition would be as a full-time father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm Prior to mm-hmm. this shift, I would say I was very active. Very, 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 very active. Now, I'm saying full-time, not full-time because they didn't live with me. Right. Full-time to me means because they live with you. Right. So, they saw me every day because I still took them to school and, you know, had them on the weekends and stuff like that. But prior to now, I wouldn't say, you know, 75%. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked full-time. to hear you say that. I thought you were going to say, yeah, I was a full-time dad. Because most men would. Because, again, like I said in the top of the episode, men don't get checked on as much as women do. So they're going to put up this guard, this defense mechanism at every turn. Just being a black man in general, you automatically are behind the eight ball. And you're going to put up a defense mechanism to help you maneuver through life. So most men would have said, yeah, I'm a full-time dad. I see my kids every day. I take them to school. I talk to them. I get them on the weekends. I'm a full-time dad. It would have been no thought of what full-time or part-time meant. So I'm very shocked that you said that because I expected something else. So thanks for the for the honesty. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's where, depending on who you are, what's your definition of a full-time dad? Okay. As men, like, you know, asking a man. What's your your full time? Yeah, what's your definition? Because some may say because I talk to them every day, I take them to school every day, I make sure they're good. To them, that's full time. Right. I wouldn't. I but I necess, I wouldn't necessarily say part time either, just because they didn't live with me, but I still saw them every day before I went to work. So just, what? Okay. So there's something in between full time and part time. It could be, <laughs> oh, okay. but I, I think part-time is every other weekend, and that's it, because you and they mom may be beefing, so mm-hmm. you know what? This is what the court said, and this is what I'm going to do, and that's the only time I'm going to see him and talk to him is on my weekend I get him, versus- Okay. okay. Right, I right. I take him to school every day. Okay. I get my weekends. They call on FaceTime. That's a little bit more than part-time because I'm not waiting. 
I ain't got to do nothing. The courts told me every other weekend. So that's when I'll talk to him and see him. Right. That's more of a part-time. Okay. So I would call it, you know, whatever name you may come up with in the future. Well, basically, you are a full-time. They just didn't live with you. But then that's what people may think of full-time. Right. They're a definition of full-time. Right. I'm I'm pretty sure everybody don't have the same. Right. Because I was called a part-time dad with that stuff I was still doing every day. By who, though? Their mom. Exactly. Can't take that. I can't mean, take I that with that, a grain of salt. But it just, you know, just because they lived with her or whatever the case is, I was part-time because they didn't live with me. But how you call me part-time when if you didn't have something and they needed something, who did you call? Did I come through? Of course I did. It was just the scenario of that they didn't live with you. Yes. That's it. That's, that's all. The that's it. Did. There's nothing. That's it. That's all you can say. They don't live with you. You couldn't say anything else. There's nothing else that you can say that I don't do. That's the only thing that's true in this situation. So I would say that you were a full-time dad and they just didn't live with you. I just wanted to get your take on that question. Because some people would think differently. Some people might say you are a part-time dad because they didn't live with you. I know what I thought, but I just wanted to see... Where you where you were mentally with it. So your thought was, I was a full time dad. They just didn't live with me. That's, that was always yeah, your thought. Yeah, oh. that was my thought. Okay, appreciate that. That was Thank my you. thought. Are you a single father? Just That's... answer it. Just an- don't think about it. Ah. You just <laughs> say the answer out of your mouth, and then we can. Go from there. I just want a transparent answer. Are you a single father? Yes or no? Yes. Now, we know a single parent to be a person that is raising their child or children. This is not a textbook definition. This is just, you know, what I'm saying. We all know a single parent to be a parent, either or mother or father, raising a child or children alone without the emotional, mental, financial support of the other parent. And all these things weigh on the shoulders of the one parent, which means that the other parent is a part-time parent. So again, are you a single father? No. But I have something behind that. Oh, okay. Now, your definition gives me clarity. Okay. You know, all your definition does. Like, you know, sometimes you don't think it the way you would put it. Right. Now, I said yes due to... When they was with their mom, living with their mom. Just to make the, that clear, living with. Living with their mom. I don't follow on social media, but we pretty much know the same people. But she will always post that she was a single parent. So maybe the confusion of the same of, I just got confused with single parent because they live with you. But your definition making it seem like 
when she will post certain things, it makes it seem like I was never doing my job. And this is to people who don't know who I am versus the people who know I, who I am. So she just blowing smoke because you can get your attention or the sympathy of all oh, you a single mother. So this is the reason why I said yes, because I guess what she posted fueled me to say it because I guess since they live with me, I'm a single dad. So your answer is based on her actions? Unfortunately, yeah. Bef- prior to your definition, yes. Wow. So prior to my definition. Because she always would post that she was a single mom. Okay, I understand that she would always post that she was a single mom. But what did that have to do with your thought process if you know better? Because maybe I looked at it differently. Really? Versus what your definition. Now, with that definition there that you just said, neither one of us was single parents. So, in all honesty... You both thought through, you both thought, you thought that she was a single parent because why she posted it. And now you think you're a single parent because of why she posted it. I never, there's nothing she never said to me. And is so you never never knew what a single parent was. That's the, that's the part I'm getting at. Was that whether Probably, what she posted or not, as you yourself is, is, as a person, is, did you know what a single parent was? I think it's more of, I always thought what the gray area of a single parent was. Hmm, that is, is it, so interesting. It's because it's, damn, if, am, am I a single parent? And, and maybe it's just me or um, my guilt of... All right, they did live with her. And even though I saw him every day, talked to him every day, I still felt like maybe I wasn't doing my best. Okay, so I was just about to say, it sounds like through trauma is why both of you were misled on what the definition of a single parent was. She's saying it because whatever is wrong with her. I don't know. I'm not her therapist if she has one or anything like that. What I'm saying is, if you're doing all the things that you just described in the beginning of the episode, and I said that in my eyes, and not because you're my son, this goes for any man that was doing everything that you're doing and more, you're a full-time dad, your children just don't live with you. So in my eyes, that's what you were. But on the other hand, you have the mother of your children on social media portraying that she's a single mother and not giving you credit for what you do as a full-time dad. Not giving dad. me credit through the world, but give me credit behind closed doors. Doesn't count. Not giving you credit for being a full-time dad whose children doesn't live with him. That's through trauma. So there's something going on with her that won't allow her that would not allow her to give you your credit. Something something was going on. 
I don't know what it was, and that's not what this episode is about. I'm just bring I'm just bringing attention to why you both had a misconception of what a single parent was, and that triggered your insecurities and your guilt of knowing that they didn't live with you, or am I not doing enough? Knowing that you were doing the best that you can do, which was very sufficient. So that's very interesting to me. And that sheds light onto a lot of situations that a lot of men are probably going through because of the situation that they're in with their child's mother. Now, with the definition that I gave, you're saying that you're not a single father. Okay. Now, that shows your healing journey because you still could have said no. I mean, you still could have said yes. You're not in the space that she was in because you could have said, yeah, I'm single father because they live with me and she don't do X, Y, Z. But you chose to take the high road and say, well, with that definition, no. Even though the situation could be better with the emotional, financial and physical support. But you chose to take the higher route, which says a lot for you as a man. So you're not a single father. Okay, now let's get to the meat of it all. Mm-hmm. How do you handle the mental stress of this shift in your life? How do you deal with the mental stress Of what life has given to you. Life has said to you, oh, <laughs> you thought it was all good, huh? Psych. Here you go. Try this out. Let's see how that let, let, let's see what, what let's see what happens. How you I, first of that had to be and I want you to be very transparent. I don't want you to sugarcoat it. I don't want you to clean it up. Because you don't want to hear yourself say certain things because you might feel guilty. I want you to be transparent about how you dealt with the mental stress of your life being altered and turned upside down at the drop of a hat out of nowhere. Be honest about it. You don't have to feel guilty about your feelings. You don't have to feel guilty about what you might have thought because that's not what is important here because whatever it was, was a normal human reaction to some trauma. It's important to be transparent because people need to hear it. This is what we do on the show. We don't. Okay. It's important to say what you thought. So it's two, it was two things is two things with me when it comes to that. The first thing is, Um, and I don't know if this is a, a pro or a con or, you know, 50, 50, I kind of take things as they come and kind of be like, whatever it is, what it is. And I kind of just brush stuff off because it's already done. What am I supposed to do about it? Which is not always the healthiest way to be. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's a pro or con 50, 50. Right. 
So, and I started being like that a long time ago because, you know, before, like, you know, just a tad bit off topic just to kind of make sense of what I'm saying. If I, you know, I lost money, I used to be pissed about it. Damn, like, oh, I didn't, you know, whatever the case is until now is like, well, the money gone, whatever, keep moving kind of thing. That's where I'm at with it now versus being so stuck on what was lost and not, you know, keeping it moving. That was money going. It is what it is. I'll get it back. If I don't get it back, it's gone. It's not there no more or whatever. And the second thing is I felt I was, regardless of what came to me, when it came to me, how it came to me, I was built to take care of it. And that was from a young age. So if you talking, if you listen to past episodes or whatever the case is, all this started with me at seven years old, having to be the adult. And so I thought I was always, it came to me. All right. All right. Yeah, they can do whatever. They can start living with me. X, Y, and Z date. It is what it is. I'll figure out what I have to do to make sure it's school and stuff. And however, we're going to work it out. We won't get to it. Only thing, I, my main thing was honestly, um, everything else is me being a parent because I was already doing it. That's nothing. Um, the two things is making it comfortable for them and spending money I didn't have to make them comfortable, and um. In like the cooker situation or maybe food situation, because, you know, before they lived with me, you know, you were shopping just for you. Or at the time, me being in a relationship, you were just shopping for two people for the most part. So you would just shop as you go kind of thing. So now only two things that to me was I got to shop for three people. I'm not used to doing that. That's a lot of money kind of thing, you know, so it's just me and them. And then now I got to. Those my two main concerns was, well, that main concern, but anything else was honestly transparency is it is what it is. I didn't think twice about it. They're my kids. They can come. I didn't ideally only wanted to get them when I was able to, you know, have a house because now they're comfortable. You know, they got their own rooms, whatever the case is. Now is all right. Well, we here. Let me spend money. I ain't got to make sure they comfortable as possible. But I was groomed and built for this at seven years old. I'm 35 almost. So <laughs> it was never, a, you know, a, a sweat that dripped down my face because it was happening. Let's get to it. So is it safe to say, because we none of us ever do. This is just life and people and the human race in general being a human being. We go through things in life and we think to ourselves, what in the... What is huh? Right? There are times where it is the most gratifying thing when you went through something and you see the lesson in it, which could be five years after 10, whatever. But when you really see the lesson in it, it is so gratifying because 
There was a time when you didn't understand why any of this was going on in your life. But when you see the lesson in it and you understand it and you receive it, it is the most gratifying thing. I am a witness to that tenfold. So it sounds like you're saying, and if you follow us and then you know, listening to past episodes and his testimony, how far he has come from then and, you know, with his journey and everything. So is it safe to say that now you see all that you went through or everything that you thought, why no child this age should go through this or as you became a teenager and, you know, into your young malehood that you became like um, you attracted a lot of um, fatherless women that, you know, look to you for strength and for uh, courage and support, you know, as if you were a father figure, like something they were missing and you were always a provider is it safe to say that now you see that you were being strengthened for some type of purpose? I think, yeah, I'll agree with it. I think I understood it while back because especially being told that I was always older than my age. Like I see like more older, mature, more mature. So um, I think I understood it then, but then now being older as an adult, understanding more better because, like you just said, you know, you come. I came across women that was, you know, fatherless or never had structure in their life, and I was that for them. Right. So then, seeing, I guess, going through that, now I can look back and say, well, being seven, having to do X, Y, and Z, built me for these moments here. And then now another moment, kids having to live with me at the drop of a dime, you know, not no, you know, time to figure it out. Right. It's like a week before this got to happen. All right. Well, let's get to it. It is what it is. All right. No need to be phased by it. <laughs> right. What I'm going to say, no. No, you you, you could have. I could have, but and all, I mean, in all actuality, you had a choice. Oh yeah, we all had choices, but my mind said no wasn't a choice. Oh okay. Congratulations to you. Proud of you for that. How? No. Do you think it's impor- important to have a two-parent household? That's a good question. Um, I think it the de- I, I think it depends. I I would say yes is important. Now let me start off. It wouldn't be important if um the mom and dad was in the picture; they just wasn't together. So I don't think at that point. It would need to be in the household because they see mom and dad equally. 
Okay. And then, yes, because if one of the parents was absent, but then, you know, mom is with another man, but he's being a man. Or, you know, dad is, because biologic dad not there. So a two-parent household would be important because they still need the structure of a man. Right. And or if mom not around and dad is with a woman and they would need that two parent because they more so if it's a girl, they still need that woman structure and to teach them certain things. I can't teach them vice versa of a woman teaching a boy kind of thing. So it's kind of yes and no. If both parents are actively around, but just not together, I think that's okay. Because they, you know, they got to go house to house, but they still actively seeing, they're getting both of what they need from each parent. They're just not living together. Mm. Versus if I was a single, going by your definition now, if I was a single father, I think it would be important for them to have a female figure around because of the I'm more of the structure. Right. And more of the, I guess, enforcer in a sense. So I can't be maybe soft all the time. I'm more right. of, you know, we're not doing this kind of doing that and trying to teach them. But then I believe kids need the soft side of a woman that I'm not going to be able to give when they need it. That's true. Thing. That's true. And and even in like a two-parent household, um, because all those things you can get whether both parents are in the home or not, like you said, as long as the other parent is active. But sometimes the benefit of a two-parent household is, one, let's just face it and tell the truth and be transparent about it, the financial situation. Two, it helps with the children because now they get to see both parents getting along. They get to see, hopefully, a healthy situation. And it helps with the structure and the teaching and the instilling of the children. But, of course, if it's an unhealthy situation, no matter what your views are, oh, I always wanted my parent, my children to grow up with both parents because I didn't, but then you're arguing all the time or dad is hitting on you or you or cheating all the time. And you think kids don't know things, but they do. They smarter than what we think. So there's a lot of variables to two parents being in the household. If it's going to be an unhealthy situation, that's just as, that's just as toxic and bad as it being a single parent household because at the end of the day, things have to be structured in a way and taught in a way in the most healthy way as possible. And they need to see healthy relationships, healthy dynamics, healthy communication. And if all they see is arguing and abuse and toxicity all the time, that's just as bad. So all you parents out there that are staying in situations 
that are unhealthy and toxic because before the children, because your inner wounded child isn't healed yet. So you say things like, I didn't have a dad coming up, but that's what I always wanted for my children. So now you want your children to live vicariously through your dreams in a toxic situation. Or, you know, it's better if we're both here because, you know, financially is better and, you know, whatever the case is. Okay, so just for a couple of dollars, you're willing to sell your children's soul because they you, you don't like each other. It's just really like a, you know, it's a, a partnership. It's like you're cohabitating together. It's like a co-ed dorm. And you think the children don't pick up on that. So we have to be smart and sensible about how we handle situations in our adult adulting when we don't when we are selfish as adults and the way that we handle our situations thinking that it won't trickle down to the children when it does. This is what I mean when I say adults are selfish because we are the ones that create structure, that mentor, that guide, that lead, and that instill and nurture. Stop trying to relinquish your duties. Stop trying to run away. Stop trying to be not be responsible and not hold yourself ourselves accountable because it is your job. It, you know, it is what it is. Um, so family, we're going to close this discussion in this, at this moment. And we will be coming with part two of being a full-time father. We're not doing a gym today. And we want to thank you for letting us into your lives, if only for a moment. And as always, talk to you soon. Family Healing Breaking Cycles streams on your favorite app on Mondays at 12 p.m. Just add us to your favorites and you'll get alerts when new episodes stream on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and others. We would also like to thank our sponsors, KKP Vending. If you need a vending machine at your location, you could call them at 267-407-7678 and also Lounge 21 at 1639 South 21st Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19145. And you can also follow them on Instagram at lounge underscore 21. And follow us on Facebook, Family Healing Breaking Cycles, and we would love to hear from you. Or you can also email us at familyhealingbreakingcycles78 at yahoo.com. And don't forget to leave us a review in your favorite app as well.